the Victorian Country Hour with Warwick Long on ABC Radio Victoria. We could start this program in a similar way to yesterday. Rain means so many different things to so many different people and we'll cover a fair bit of that today on the program. You'll hear from hay growers who got a dump at the wrong time. You'll hear from farmers facing dry conditions who are thanking the skies for a season-saving rain. You'll hear from those in the Ovens River dealing with a lot of water right now and those in downstream of the McAllister Lake Glen Maggie are dealing with a lot of water and major flooding too. It is good, it is bad, it is ugly in cases and we'll go through it all. If you want to tell us how you're going, you can certainly do that too. 1300 977 222 to give us a call on the country. You can text as well, 0467-842-722. We will head to uh, the McAllister area shortly on the program, also to Namba, and then expand our way through the state beyond there. But would love to hear your updates on how things are washing up at your place, 0467-842-722 if you want to send us a text. But we better start with the important info. Let's do that first. ABC Radio Emergency Information. Now, a lot of this info has been coming out today. There are many moderate flood warnings on bomb warnings pages for Victoria. Many watch and act warnings on the Vic Emergency website there. You can go to those places for further details if it affects your area. You're also hearing about them constantly on ABC Radio throughout the day, through our news bulletins and so forth. But for the major ones, let's go through the major and emergency warnings now. Emergency warning for Tanamba, Tanamba West and Newry. An evacuation warning is current in that area. It's not safe to return. There is an emergency warning at move to higher ground for the McAllister River downstream of Lake Glen Maggie. Uh, there is a relief centre at Gippsland Regional Sports Complex, which is 116 Cobain's Road in Sale, where you can register that you have evacuated as well. Uh, there's major flood warning on that McAllister River. We're going to go there soon. The McAllister River downstream of Lake Glen Maggie has peaked but is expected to slowly ease today remaining above a major flood level. There's also a major flood warning for the Mitchell River. Major flooding is expected at Glen Allerdale uh, early this afternoon and major flooding is likely at Bansdale later today. We'll head to the Mitchell River later on in the program too. We've got the major flood warning for the Thompson River. Major flooding is possible at Sale Wharf Overnight, there's major flooding for the Ovens and King Rivers. We'll go to the Ovens later too. Near major flooding is possible at Wangaratta tonight. Major flooding may occur along the Ovens River downstream of Rocky Point. A community update meeting will be run at 2pm on Vic Emergency's Facebook page and they'll share a YouTube link with this afternoon's warnings as well. Uh, for road closures, check Vic Roads. For detailed flood warnings, you can go to the Bureau of Meteorology website, uh, warnings page or visit the Vic Emergency app. Keep listening to ABC Radio. We will go through uh, longer and shorter versions of these warnings every hour and keep you updated through news bulletins and so forth throughout the day as well. There are a lot of those warnings out there, and I know some of you get frustrated when we refer you to websites. That's what the emergency uh organizations and authorities are telling us to do for you and that is their way of communicating with you we'll try and do our best to continue to give you those updates as well throughout the day on the radio as well let's continue our journey actually through some of those rainfall hit and flooding hit 
areas of uh, Victoria right now. We'll go to uh, the McAllister River where Emma Field has been going around some of those areas downstream of Lake Glen Maggie. Today can join you on the Country Hour. Now, Emma, welcome back to the show. G'day, Was. Where do we find you and what have you seen? Yeah, I'm in Mafra today, the heart of the MID or the McAllister Irrigation District, which I'm sure a lot of people know is the heart of Dairyland here in Gippsland and downstream of Lake Glen Maggie. So this morning we've been out to Tanamba. The road out there is closed. Um, there's a lot of farmers getting around in tractors, actually. I think that's the mode of transport. Don't get a taxi, get a tractor out here today. But um, in terms of what's going on, um, obviously, as you said in the mornings there, um, Newry, um, Tanamba um, are, are flooding, like they've evacuated those areas if people want to leave. Um, it is floodplain area, people are pretty aware of that, so you know, farmers are pretty used to this, but doesn't mean fences haven't got washed away and banks and feed and all sorts of things, and um, spoken with a guy up at Newry, he wasn't able to get his milk collected today, so that's going to be a bit of an issue later on today, but that's where we are today, in Mafra. And as far as the the conditions and and so forth uh, and the water that has been flowing through, a lot of that has come from the major water storage in the area and large-scale releases uh, from Lake Glen Maggie. What's the response been like that from farmers you've been talking to today? Yeah, so the McAllister is dammed, obviously, at Lake Glen Maggie, and that's the source of all the water for the MID. It's a kind of a small water storage compared to some of those ones you have up in the northeast. 177,000 is, is its capacity, right? Um, and so from time to time, they need to do controlled releases to make sure that the whole thing doesn't um, fill up too much and overflow, and also that those downstream don't get hit with too much water too quickly. So we do know, so it started raining. You know, I was covering fires at the beginning of the week, can you believe it? But anyway, it started raining about Tuesday afternoon, about 2 o'clock, and Lacola and Glencan, which is right up the top of the McAllister district, 100 to 150 mils fell into that area, which goes into the McAllister. Um, and then, um, obviously, they needed to start making releases from the Glen Maggie Weir, which is controlled by Southern Rural Water. Now, there's a lot of anger from the farmers downstream of that um, Glen Maggie Weir because they just don't think those releases happened quickly enough. And I've been to Southern Rural Water and I've got, got some data. And so on Wednesday morning, they were only releasing 5,000 megalitres a day. So that's after La Cola had already got 100 mils overnight, right? And then they, they increased it to 7,000 at 930 um, 15,000 at 10.30, 21,500 at 11.30 and then by mid, uh, midday 12.30 they're at 30,000 megalitres and at midnight then up, that went up to 58,000 megalitres uh, a day which to put it into context, I know we love an analogy, that's one Olympic swimming pool per day, of, uh, per hour of water going through those gates. Um, and so the guys downstream, they are really angry at Southern Rural Water. They're saying that it's part of the reason that, say, the township of Newry was inundated. You know, people are, are losing, I mean, they're losing fences and feed and all that sort of stuff. They, farmers are very used to the floods around here. Like, the riverine flood doesn't look that spectacular. It's slow moving, but it can cause a lot of damage. So there's a lot of anger out there um, just about what, the way it was managed. And as far as the type of agriculture we're talking in the MID, is it largely dairy farming? What are we, what are we looking at here? It is mainly dairy farming, but look, there's been a lot of salad farms um, buy up land, as particularly at Newry. I, I understand there's been quite a few losses there. I'm trying to get that confirmed. Um, and 
that's just because it's it's cheap compared to land in um, Queensland, right? So there's a lot of salad farms going in there. The MID is a very um, reliable irrigation area. Uh, so mainly dairy, but, you know, there's um, cattle and stuff as well out here and a, and a lot of veggie farmers now. Uh, Emma, is there anything else we need to know? No, we'll keep an eye on it. I mean, obviously, it sounds like um, further downstream at the Mitchell, they are, um, they're under a bit of a flood watch there as well. And it's to be expected. As soon as it rains in the high country down in Gippsland, people get ready for these riverine and river floods. You've got big hills and a short trip to the coast from there. Emma, thank you very much for the update. No problem. Emma Field there, our reporter out in the field, uh, having a look at some of the impacts of flooding. Let's continue in that part of the world and go to Neil Gannon, who's a dairy farmer at Tanamba in the McAllister Irrigation District and uh, a flood warning in that part of the world as well. Neil, welcome to the program. Yes, welcome. Good afternoon. What have the last 24 hours been like for you? Oh, yes, it's been a bit full on. Um, <clears throat> the water come down. Um, it uh, yeah, got up to 58,000 at midnight last night. Um, we've seen a lot bigger floods, of course, as in nearly triple the size. But um, this one's been fairly well spread over the farm. I can give you that tip. It's, um, there's a you know, little bit more grass, I suppose, but she's full on. Has it surprised you where the water has gone? Ah, uh, in some places, yes. Um, we've had extensive pipeline work over since 2018. Uh, Channel banks um, are to stay. We've left the channel banks in our place. Um, but gee whiz, it's come from um, a different direction in places. Um, so the um, that could have to do with the the river blockage upstream from um, West Gippsland catchment management's uh, lack of maintenance in the river. Um, cause it come out earlier up top. Um, yeah, so we've sort of it's coming in a different direction in places, and apparently it's dropping downstream of us, but it's not dropping here. Holding oh, pretty high. That was my next question for you. Now, what's it look like? Is is the water receiving? But you just said it's not dropping. Well, I don't know. I went and had a look, and I was marking the ground, and I didn't see much movement there. Uh, yeah. you, we heard from Emma Field before describing the frustrations yeah. at the releases from Glen Maggie. Uh, you also talked about the the blockage in the river and the management of the river as well. Yeah. Is that is that where there are a large amount of frustrations from from farmers like you at the moment? I'm a bit surprised. I got a phone call at about uh, eight forty five or nine forty five on Tuesday morning, so they'd release um, go to early early releases overnight on the five thousand megs. It wasn't a lot of airspace. There's a lot of and. The amount of rain at 8 o'clock on uh, Tuesday night was, you know, 80 mils and 90 mils up there. You could see on the gauges. And um, so I got a hell of a shock. I saw the river open up at about then, and I thought, there we go. And then later on, we're going, what the hell's going on? And the next morning, I thought, well, I still haven't opened it up. What's going on? You know? And then what they the said to me was, well, the modelling showed we were right. Only a 10,000 airspace. Um but yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of lot of ten thousands going through it now. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, here's a here's a little bit. If you can stay with us, Neil, of Cameron Fitzgerald yep. from Southern Rural Water on ABC Radio earlier today, explaining yep. the reason for it to take so long for the releases to ramp up. We work really hard and place um, community safety at the, at the heart of the decision making that we we have. We've been watching these weather forecasts um, very closely, and we've been actively um, working through what they're, what they've been saying. And that's been at the front of our mind across the, across, uh, the whole event. Um, at the start of the event, we had 14,000 megalitres in, um, uh, in airspace, um, mm. in the dam. And we've, uh, our 
outflows peaked at 58,000 megalitres. Throughout the... Inflows peaked at 63,500 megalitres, which means that we have been able to take the top off this flood. Now, that's small solace for those people who are being impacted, and I I just want to make that clear. We ran models um, before the... um, uh, before the event, um, so over the last couple of days, and uh, those models were based on the high end of the rainfall range in this catchment, and that translated into an, a volume of water. And at that time, with those forecasts and with that pre-planning, um, it looked like we had a good amount of airspace to be able to accommodate this flood. It so happens that those, uh, those rainfall forecasts uh, were, were exceeded so the rainfall forecasts were exceeded for the models. Neil Gannon, how does that sit with you? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, I would have thought that um, the, the models were coming a week ago with our forecast. We I had a fair idea that we were getting ready for a good flood and I was, we were relatively organised. Um, we didn't need any models to tell us that. But um, when he said they might have had uh, room to fit 14,000 megs in it, let a bit go. Yeah, no, I think he's kidding himself. I know it's Cameron's first flood. Um, and you took the, they say you take the top off it. Well, you go back through Southern Rewarders' webpage and it'll give you the history of all the floods, the last top 10 floods, and they'll always tell you that they'll, it shows that they'll take the top off it because that's what happens, and that's just natural. They do that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a bit of a, a sales pitch on his behalf. I don't think it's um, been a winning point. What's the, uh, what's the cleanup going to be like, and when will you get to um, start it? Yeah, oh, well, <laughs> when we get to start, when we. And I can see no water. Um, I've got a milk yet. I haven't milked yet, and I haven't got a, I've got a bat full of milk yet. Um, still, and um, yeah, we SNCI seven floods. We uh, changed our fencing and uh, put all the wires downstream, put them on insulators, and we just go through, lift them all up now, so the flood goes through, passes through, no debris. Just put all the wires down, away we go. Um, made a big difference. So we've been through, been through it all before. Don't worry about that. We know what we're doing. Um, but yeah, so yeah, but. Uh, Sticks and stuff coming in from the neighbours and getting washed around from piles that hadn't been picked up from um, wind damage from trees and whatever on the way. And given there's mostly dairy farmers there, has everyone got enough power and things like that to be able to milk? Uh, yeah, power's not usually a problem. We've got power, we've got generators and that as well. So, But I hear there's a few free, free lettuces out at Neary at the moment coming through the river. Yeah, <laughs> we've heard that too. Uh, Neil, good luck with it. Thank you very much for having yeah, a chat yeah. to us. Thank you. Uh, there you go. That is uh, Neil Gannon there at Tanamba, uh, speaking about the situation in that part of the world, the McAllister, with floodwaters going through that part of the world right now. The Mitchell was mentioned as well. There is still that uh, major flood warning on the Mitchell. Major flooding expected at Glen Allendale early this afternoon and likely at Bansdale late today. A lot of... Uh, vegetable growers in the Mitchell area as well. I spoke to one of those, Andrew Bulmer, uh, earlier today uh, to see how he was feeling. He was largely relaxed about the situation. This is what he had to say. Uh, it's been a pretty intense week. The bushfires are probably only 20, 25 k's away from uh, where we are here in Lindeno. Um, so that was full on the other day. And then uh, the rain was great, great for the region. Um, but we've had enough. We sort of had four inches in uh, 24 hours and... Um, a fair bit of rain in the foothills. So the Mitchell River that we're on here at the moment is at, at a pretty high moderate flood level. And um, if it had kept raining, we were probably only another inch or two away from a major flood. And major flood, is that when things get bad for growers like you? 
Absolutely. If we get a major flood, um, the majority of the Lindo Flats goes underwater and uh, we lose a lot of production. So where it sits at the moment as a moderate flood level, we're pretty good. Um, we're doing okay and it's a nice windy here today getting rid of a bit of water, but there's still a fair bit of water to flow down the Mitchell River in the next 24 hours. Gosh, what a few days. You're worried about fires, you have the relief of rain and then you have the threat of flood. It's been a crazy start um, to the spring slash going into summer period. And uh, I suppose then obviously there's concerns elsewhere in Gippsland and so forth being dealt with at the moment. But for you and your growing conditions, what does like four inches of rain mean? Uh, it just sets us up for a, a, a strong spring going into our summer peak season, I suppose, Warwick. Yeah. So you've got plenty of water to grow a lot of vegetables now? Yeah, we've got heaps. We scrambled um, to make sure that all our water storages were full uh, for the upcoming um, summer period, which we all think is going to be pretty dry and dusty when we get to it. Um, but, yeah, this is a, a little top-up for everyone. And and no more rain in the short term, at least. Yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed. You know, we definitely feel for our friends um, down towards Sale Mafraway. Uh, the guys around Yuri and Tanamba, uh, they're under flood threat at the moment. We, uh, we we know what that's like and we appreciate what they're going through. Yeah, too right. Andrew Bulmer, though, thanks for taking us to the Mitchell today, too. It's good to get the update. Pleasure. Bye. That's Andrew Bulmer on the Mitchell River. If you uh, would like to take us to your part of the world, you can send us a text, 0467 842 Realised it did not rain everywhere. You can call us as well, 1300 2 Malcolm's called from Wangaratta. Malcolm, welcome to the country. Yeah, thank you, Warwick. Uh, look, those people that think it's Deke or Delft going to take responsibility of cleaning snags or trees from the rivers and whatever, they've got a wide awakening. Delph have walked away from the responsibility of looking after the rivers. It now has been put onto farmers. They have to manage the banks of the river, the trees that fall in it, the snags or erosion. Uh, Malcolm, isn't it illegal to be pulling snags and so forth out of the river, though? That's That no, shouldn't be the farmer's they, responsibility, is it? They first have to get a permit. That's all Delph will issue them with it is a permit, and that will take some time. That might take up to eight weeks to get a permit to do river work, to work on a waterway, but DELP are no longer responsible for managing the rivers, streams uh, of any nature anymore. So, Malcolm, are you telling me this is a situation like the uh, operation of flood levies? No-one wants to know about it from a government level until something bad's happening. Well, we've got on the King River, we've got situations on the King River where we've got huge red gum trees washed in there. We've got no publicity whatsoever. A number of farmers have uh, got petitions, um, you know, filled in petitions and so forth. And Delph has has quite blankly told them that they're no longer responsible for managing the river. It's up to the farmers. So the farmers either have to go to the government and hope they get a grant or something. Uh, They have to get a permit. And then it's up to them. Like, there's huge problems on the King River, for instance. We've got uh, a lot of gravel. Gravel. The, the river's very shallow. Uh, trees. Trees are getting washed in. Erosion. People are losing land. And, like, we're on a flood now. I'm at Docker. We've got we've had about seven or eight floods this year. We've had that many that I've lost count. Yeah, yeah. Your, your gauge is one of the most mentioned gauges, I think, in Australia right now, Malcolm. How's it looking anyway? What can you tell us about the current situation? Oh, look, we're heading into a perfect season. I mean, we, we, we had a flood in October the 3rd of 1993, and this year we've had a perfect uh, autumn break. We've had a perfect wet winter. 
Now we've got a spring. Now, now, now we're in spring. We've, fought, we've had over actually 100 millimetres of rain, right? Uh, it's, the country's fantastic. There's grass everywhere. I cannot... Un- the dams are all full. We've got Eildon, the Hume Dam, Dartmouth. They're all full. That's unprecedented, unprecedented to have both those three dams full. So there's heaps of irrigation water. It's phenomenal season ahead. And you've given me some homework in trying to find out about more about who can manage what in the river, Malcolm. Much appreciated with the phone call. Thanks for giving us a ring. Bye. Uh, Malcolm there in Wangaratta. 1300 if you want to call us. 1300 We'll move from the King where Malcolm's calling for and stay in northern Victoria. Head to the ovens. There is a major flood warning for both the ovens and the King Rivers, also the Buffalo as well. Uh, that leads me to an area around Wirrali where Joe Lespina, who is a walnut and persimmon grower, is uh, right there with a lot of water going through his place at the moment. Spoke to Joe a short time ago about his situation just before the country hour began today. Well, rain and rain. and Look, we needed some rain, but look, we've got 80 to 90 mil out here, which we can handle it, but not the rain that got up at Hotham and Buffalo, which is in excess of 200. And both the ovens in the and the Buffalo River join in Murderford and then flows through Borelli, so it all comes past my place. So you're getting all the water. Two major flooding rivers are coming past yep. your place right now. Yes, that's it. What yep. does it look like? Oh, look, the whole orchard's underwater, and I lost I lost 120 walnut trees in my last flood last year. Um, now. Who's to know what's going to happen? Because they're in bloom at the moment, so it's the wrong time of the year for us. Um, and same with the persimmons. And we had, we've got 400 trees. We're just about to plant of persimmons. The ground was all ready, which now that won't happen for at least another month, if that, yeah. And when orchards are in bloom, that's a very busy time of year for you. And to have your orchard then underwater, I'd imagine yeah. leads to a whole lot of headaches that last for an entire season. Well, especially with the walnuts where they, they get blight with this humidity and they need to be sprayed at this stage and there's no way we can get in and spray them with copper. So that's another drama that's happening. Um, and also, you know, with the commodity prices the way they are and then this on top of it, it's, it's not a good time. And when when the water finally recedes, are you expecting much damage? Um, my biggest concern is my walnuts. That, Like I said, they don't like wet feet this time of the year. So, you know, with 100 trees gone last year, who's to know what's going to happen? And this flood's actually, it's it's gone higher than last year's flood at the Re- moment. Really? So last year's flood was quite a big one, but probably even yeah. bigger on other river systems. But for you on the ovens, uh, this yep. year's worse than last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we, we repaired a breach that, you know, we crossed a little creek to get into the orchard and that's all brand new. And I just went there now and there's, there's about two foot of – we've risen the bridge by a couple of feet and there's two foot of water flowing over the top of it. Gosh, yeah. given it's come so close to last year too, Joe, that must be really disappointing. Yeah, it is. It is. And then, like I said, coincide last – the season just gone. Our commodity prices for persimmons and cattle were miserable. And, and this on top of that is – well, it's going to take its toll. There's no doubt about it. And, and Joe, how's the the – other farmers along the, the river, alongside of you, how's the district holding up at the moment with all of this water coming through? Have you heard much from your neighbours? Yeah, I've spoken to a few neighbours. They've got cattle trapped, and like well, I have myself. Um, as in orchards, I'm not sure. 
yeah, look, it's a bit too early to tell. And I mean, everyone's in my boat. Everyone's in my boat. So, you know, they're not really, they're, no one really knows. No one can get down their paddocks. The and, Ovens River where you are, it moves quite quick, doesn't it? So are you hoping that you'll be able to access those cattle that are trapped, you know, quite soon in coming days? Well, we're hoping, look, it is apparently a Buffalo River that's starting to drop. That's the thing. We can't actually see them. So that's our biggest problem with that. What is the next day like for you, Joe? What, how busy are you well, and what jobs do you have to do? Well, at the moment, I'm just doing some bit of maintenance in the shed and we just soon, and we just keep an eye on that water. And as soon as we can get down there, we get down there. And because we had a bit of high water during the winter, because it was a wet winter the way it was, we had a couple of guys down here to give us a hand and we're picking up just you know, loose logs that are floating through, you know, for their hay paddocks. And looks like that's going to have to happen all over again in the next couple of weeks. So it's just cost on top of cost. That's our problem. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's an expensive event again. Joe, yeah, thank you so yeah. much for taking us through it. We might give you another call in a few days for an update to see how it looks once the water's receding. But, but thanks for the update today. No worries, mate. Thank you. That is Joe Lespina there, a persimmon walnut grower on the ovens at Warrali, where there is quite a lot of water going through his orchard at the moment. Uh, you can tell us how the situation is at your place. Robin Chilton's done that, 13.5 uh, millimetres, adding up to 58 over the two days. It was starting to dry off, but this will keep things green a bit longer and my tank's full. 30 millimetres in total since the rain began several days ago, says Simon at Mount Helen. Thank you for that. 12 millimetres of rain at Myrtleford yesterday, making a total of 50 millimetres for the rain event. Kevin, that feels low compared to a lot of other parts in your part of the world. Um, but thank you for sharing it all the same. How's Dartmouth going? This time last year it was overflowing, says Greg. At Horsham. Hey, guess what, Greg? It's pretty close to that this time as well, but not quite. 98.79% capacity Dartmouth Dam right now. So we haven't seen that massive spillway get wet again just yet, but we'll have to keep an eye on that one, won't we? Uh, 1300-977-222. If you want to give us a call, we've got the Weather Bureau on the way right now, though. Let's find out what's making regional news headlines with Shamsia Hussainpour. Uh, good afternoon, Shamsia. Good afternoon, Warwick. Making news. Southern Rural Water says releases at the Glen Maggie Dam in Gippsland have been dropped back to 40,000 uh, millilitres from a peak of 58,000 overnight. But an emergency warning remains in place for Tinimba, Tinimba West and Newry. 130 properties are expected to be impacted by rising waters within the East Gippsland forecast district today. Flood levels are expected to peak in Gippsland this afternoon, allowing teams to better assess any damage before the clean-up begins. Bogong High's High Plains Road has reopened to traffic this, this morning after closing between Mount Beauty and Falls Creek on Tuesday evening due to severe weather. Major Roads Projects Victoria says the weather impacted the uh, the 300 metre section of road where landslide uh, rectification works are ongoing. It says geotechnical engineers are monitoring weather and road conditions and, if necessary, future short-term closures may be implemented. 60 Victorian not-for-profit organisations have written to Premier Jacinta Allen and Treasurer Tim Parlers, urging them to close state-owned logging businesses Vic Forests. The state government announced it would review Vic Forest operations and reclassified its status last month, ahead of the end to native forest logging by the 1st of January. 
The letter says the Vic Forest has repeatedly broken the law, destroyed threatened wildlife habitat, and hemorrhaged millions of dollars in public funds. The state government has been contacted for comments. Seven staff members were allegedly held by hostage by a group of young people, some with weapons, at the Mals- at the Malmesbury, Barry, rather Youth Justice Centre on Tuesday night. Earlier this week, staff were evacuated from the Youth Justice Centre, which accommodates young men between ages of 18 to 21, after what has been described as a riot. The ABC understands seven staff members were left behind and held hostage by a group of young people at the site southeast of Castle Maine. For more news at any time, visit abc.net.au forward slash news. Back to you, Warwick. Thanks very much for that, Shemsia. Shemsia Hussainpour there with regional news headlines. Uh, going to get a weather update in just a second. A couple of your texts before that. Uh, Hi, work 94 millimetres in total at Tainong North, says Jill. Uh, afternoon was yesterday 120.4, says Nigel at Vespa. Uh, rainfall at Addington near Ballarat, 27 millimetres for the three days in this event, says Graham. Uh, great to hear the flood warning for the Thompson today because it will affect sale port. We actually live on the Thompson. Lots of farms are affected before sale. We got no warning had been monitoring Vic Emergency all day yesterday. The Thompson was not mentioned until after it was already flooding us. Uh, Wet be at Hayfield. Thank you very much for sending that through. And how's this for a text from John in Walper to tell us a little bit really of how the feeling has been on the country over the last few days. It says, we moved stock off the hill away from fire danger on Saturday and then back on the hill again on Wednesday away from the floods. Good old Gippsland weather, John. Too right. Thank you very much for sharing that as well. Let's go to Lincoln Trainer, Senior Forecaster at the Bureau of Meteorology to get an update on the weather situation around our state. G'day, Lincoln. G'day, Warwick. Yeah, it's been a, an interesting couple of days, hasn't it? Says it all in John's text, doesn't it, yeah, on uh, yeah. managing the situation. Uh, Wash-up-wise, uh, where was the record amount of rain that fell in the state for the last well, few days? That's a great, great question. Actually, it was, as we thought, I mean, it was uh, on the eastern ranges, northeast ranges, Mount Hotham. Uh, it's 250 millimetres um, over three days, so that was... But if you kind of look across the totals, you know, the totals in the upper, lower, northeast and west Gippsland generally were between 100 and 160 millimetres and up to 200 millimetres closer to the ranges. East Gippsland would have seen about 50 to 100 millimetres um, and that's obviously that kind of area that I just mentioned. Obviously, other parts of the state, as you, as you just read out, saw other totals, um, has really impacted our, our rivers and our catchments and we currently have four four major flood warnings. Um, you know, we've got a major for the Mitchell, uh, Glen Allerdale peaking now, and that, and then potentially Bansdale uh, overnight. Uh, we've got a major for Thompson. Um, it's uh, we've got a possible major related to that at Sale Wharf overnight tonight uh, for McAllister. We've got a major there. Uh, levels have dropped a little bit at the moment below major. Um, and for Ovens and King Rivers, uh, the major has been downgraded to near major. That will be coming out soon Thursday evening. The important oh, that's good that- news. So, so a little bit of a downgrading yeah. on the Ovens and King. We were just speaking about uh, to a farmer on the Ovens just before we came to you too, Lincoln. So, so. 
a bit of a downgrading, a small downgrading. A little. A little. I think that the main point is um, I don't want to kind of give false expectation, but it still needs to hit kind of its peak and then come down. So there's still flood risk. These are major flood warnings, and we need to take them super seriously. But it is trending in the right direction um, uh, in the future, which is good news. And, and then I suppose just uh, going on from that then, what are we looking at weather-wise for the next uh, few days in terms of uh, temperatures and, and everything like that, uh, Lincoln? Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good question. Well, I mean, the main thing is the severe weather is easing, um, which is good news for everybody. You know, we start those. We had severe damaging winds. They've got a warning on at the moment in East Gippsland. They'll be easing this afternoon. The rainfall is well and truly eased now. We're just dealing with the floods. Uh, we have a high pressure in the bite that's slowly building a ridge over the state for the next few days, uh, and that's going to just cause this kind of what we call gloomy south southerly conditions which um, bring in the odd shower but not much rainfall uh, a bit gloomy uh, but essentially um, cooler temperatures so we'll be seeing across the weekend temperatures in the mid-teens, cool nights um, so there is potential for uh, frost uh, important uh, on Saturday and Sunday morning uh, in northern parts of the state so keep an eye out on that as the temperatures go down quite low um, and then into next week the cool conditions persist, not much rainfall. Um, the next feature looks like it might cross Wednesday or Thursday. Um, so at the moment, you know, conditions starting to settle across the weekend, but they'll still be cool. And I think the, the major news and focus will be definitely on these floods and assessing those. I've got the team behind me that are working tirelessly and monitoring those and putting out the alerts literally hourly. So I really um, encourage everyone to be looking at the Bureau website and the alerts because they're being updated regularly and they will um, be able to give the greatest uh, update and relevance to people in different areas. And just that system coming through Wednesday, Thursday, is that looking wet? Uh, not very wet at this stage. So, um, I mean, this was... A, yes, it, it looks like this was a, a particularly, you know, this is a big rainfall event because of this low-pressure system. Um, so, uh, obviously, we'll keep an eye out for the next one of those. But at the moment, it looks like we've got a bit of a reprieve. And obviously, flood warnings and so forth, you've gone through all of that. We've had some, yeah. some messages over recent days about the possible frosts that could be coming this weekend. I think a yeah. wine grape grower in northeast was worried about that. What's the outlook like there? Yes, um, northeast is definitely the area that tends to see the frost, and that's probably when I'm saying northern parts, that's definitely an area that will be at risk of frost. So I'll be definitely taking... Um, I mean, making plans accordingly. We do have temperatures getting quite low um, in the northeast. So, yeah, and, and given it's kind of drying out and the way it's looking, yeah, I would be planning for frost in the northeast. Lincoln, thank you very much for the update. Much appreciated. Thank you. Lincoln Trainer, then, senior forecaster at the Weather Bureau, taking you through the weather forecast there. You're listening to the Country Hour Work Long with you. You heard earlier on the program when we were speaking to a dairy farmer down to Nambaway about there'd been a lot of talk about uh, veggies being flooded and some severe damage there. Jeremy Hawke can join you right now uh, from Hussies, uh, who have a farm at Upper Mafra West, I think, with an update there. Jeremy, welcome to the program. Yeah, hi. <clears throat> I think it's a tough time to, to be talking, really, because have you had significant damage at, at your property? Yeah, no, <clears throat> we have. We, we've um, had uh, about a third of our farm go completely underwater. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, it's, it's completely devastated a large portion of our of our crop. Uh, so we've probably lost between four and uh, five million dollars worth of uh, salad. And the repair bill is going to be big because the topsoil has been taken off as well. The water is actually still flowing over the top of those paddocks uh, at the moment. So between four and five million dollars worth of vegetable crop under underwater and washed away. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Did you did you expect that was going to happen when the rain started falling? <laughs> no, the, the the rain event seemed to come straight over directly over us and raining over the Glen Maggie, um, and uh, it just rained and rained for sort of twelve hours and then slowly moved off and that built into sort of one hundred and thirty mills on our property, which was fine. Uh, we could have handled that, but when they let the water out of the Glen Maggie, uh, that was just too much water and that just the river just rose up and just went straight over our property. The banks broke. And, um, yeah, we just went straight underwater. So it was, it's been uh, quite devastating for us. Yeah, and this it seems like a silly question, but I'll ask it anyway. How much of a hit is it to your business to lose 4 to $5 million worth of a crop? Yeah, it's a, it's a really big hit. We, we supply major retailers, exporters, uh, high-care food service, and um, we, we now you know, have to phone and say we don't have product. It's, it, it really affects us. It affects our cash. You know, come out of a difficult weather, La Nina effect, and um, just getting on our feet after that. And now this, it really is uh, quite devastating for us, to be honest. And, and you are sort of one property in a wider vegetable growing network, but will it affect the availability of some of these foods, do you feel? Um, yep, I, I think there, there, there might be shortages. Um, there, you know, there, we, there'll be other growers that, have, that also have supply issues through this, but I mean, I, I probably haven't gone underwater. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure how it's going to affect the market yet, to be honest. Uh, and it's, it's just uh, very difficult. And it's early days, Jeremy, but, but how, yeah. how big is the, the – and how long is a recovery from an event like this, do you know? Uh, it's going to take probably six to eight weeks for us to get back. Like some of the paddocks, we, we're going to have to get earthwork machine and to fix them up again because the topsoil has been washed away. So that is uh, obviously a problem. But we haven't. We can't actually see the some of the pad. We can't actually see the paddocks yet. They're still underwater. Well, good luck, and we might we might call you in the coming days to see what they look like once they reemerge <laughs> from the water. But Jeremy, I, I I understand it's such a busy time for you. Thank you for making the time to join us. No, thank you for the call. Take care, Jeremy Hoare there from Hussies, uh, a vegetable growing business, lost four to five million dollars worth of vegetables to flood in Afro, Upper Mafra West where floodwaters have gone over the farm and continue to be there. We'll jump back to Northern Victoria here on the Country Hour and we'll look at hay and grain growing in, in that part of the world. Luke Felmingham is at Invergordon, a big hay contracting business and grain growing business there. Got caught out by a bit too much rain, really. I spoke to him earlier today uh, to get an update on what it means for his business to get this much rain now. Uh, yeah, well, it just sort of started raining. Like, uh, it, it wasn't too bad there after lunch. We had 20-odd mil, and and we're pretty happy with where we're at. And then I uh, went to bed and sort of just had a, a good rain band sort of stuck over us, slow moving, and and woke up and it was uh, quite wet. What does it mean then you're producing a lot of hay and grain? Did it do much in the way of damage or is it a benefit? What can you tell us? Uh, it was probably about 30 mil too much for us, to be honest, 30 or 40 mil. So, um, yeah, we've ended up with 90 to 100 mil in our area and we would have been happy with 50. We're about to start cutting hay crops 
they're now they're saturated. They're laying in a bit of water. Um, they're beginning to lodge now, which is a bit frustrating. Um, but the the benefit might be that the water price might come down a bit because it was a, I think a bit abnormally high. So um, it might pay off in the long run, but uh, short term, yeah, just just a bit too much for. Um, yeah, for what we've had. So so is that going to add to some difficulties for the months ahead then? Short-term cutting-wise, so uh, crops crops around us could get a little bit more mature because we had stuff that was ready to cut this week, so um, some cereal crops and and uh, a bit of loose and hay ready to go. So you lose um, a bit of quality then? If it's we're going to lose a bit of quality, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've probably got a, got a good week to 10 days. And then we still might be cutting on wet ground, which is going to make it harder to dry going forward. Um, but, yeah, you know, we'd, we were probably lucky that we'd had um, a few dry weeks there and the ground could take a bit more uh, water because it was, it was starting to dry out a bit. The, the breaks on while, whilst the water soaks in? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So um, I've got a fair bit of uh, my property with you know three four inches of water over it that's still running off with how quickly the rain fell the local drainage system community drains are struggling to keep up so yeah we've sort of having a bit of time off having a bit of break and zipped over to Elmore today to uh, with all the the masses to walk around in the mud here <laughs> you gotta you gotta have mud somewhere hey you said you, you've got some newly planted lucerne as well how will that cope with this much rain That'll be interesting. So we'll just have to play that by ear. Um, we were, like I said, we were hoping for a bit less. We do have a seed establishment guarantee on that uh, with our seed distributor, and we did warn them in case we were going to end up with a lot of rain that we might be making a claim against it. Um, but yeah, we weren't going to um, die wondering, I suppose you'd say. So we planted it. Um, and look, the water's soaked in, and it's it's nearly all gone off that paddock today. So, um, hopefully, it strikes and without too many losses, and um, and we've had a good start on that. But look, how long could, is it until you know? In in that case, um, yeah. Look, if we get a bit of heat in the weather, another ten days, and we should see if if we've sort of got damage or not. So. Um, yeah, but also the other drama is is probably uh, weeds and things like that too. So um, if the loosen takes a bit longer to kick off, then we're going to have a few other issues that we might have or a few other challenges for the, the start of the year. But anyway, that's um, that's farming. That's the, the what has happened due to the rain. You knew it was coming as well. What were your preparations like before the rain arrived? Um, well, they probably weren't like... We worked, we worked a bit harder to make sure we had all our um, silage finished uh, for customers and our, ourselves and make sure that we finished selling our, our you know, summer crop for our lucerne, I suppose. But um, the weather ra- or the, the forecast was quite wide, which we've noticed they've started, you know, of recent sort of years or months. Two to 25 mil, I think, was the forecast for one of the days there. and um, So it's a pretty big range. So you can't sort of bank too much on the, yeah, well, what we're going to get anyway. So, yeah, we, we didn't really have, you know, we didn't irrigate. We sort of 
just held off irrigating just in case, um, which was if we'd irrigated it, geez, it would have been a mess. So, yeah. Well, good luck with the clean-up. Good luck today having a day out at Elmore as well, and thanks very much for having a chat to us, Luke. Thanks, Warwick. See you later. That's Luke Felmingham at Invergordon Hay Producer there. A lot of your texts still coming into the program as we speak. 0467 842 722 if you'd like to send us a text. Uh, let's have a look at this. Bri Agalong, where we heard so much to do with the fires earlier this uh, week. 130 millimetres for Tracy north of Bri Agalong. Thank you very much for that. 19 millimetres, two days uh, for Tuesday, over the two days, Tuesday and Wednesday in Gifford. What a change, says Helen, who was alerting us to how dry it was in Gifford earlier this year. As I said at the start of this show, there's good, there's bad and there's ugly at events like this when there is a lot of rain and fast-moving water. Let's talk about some of the good uh, elements of rain now and we'll stay in that Gifford area. Trent Anderson spoke to us a lot during the drought, spoke to us when it broke, spoke to us earlier this year when things were drying up and Trent, I want to know how much rain you've had in this event, mate. Uh, how much felt your place? Uh, from 109 to 120 odd, Warwick. So I've seen you post the uh, the cricket batsman lifting yes. there, <laughs> raising the bat at 100 mils. What does it do at your place? Uh, it's actually, it's transformative for us. Um, we were absolutely on the brink of failure, uh, completely dry profile, and now we've got a near full profile. So uh, we've gone from destocking, looking at containment feeding, uh, to uh, all the summer crops we're going to whack in. I've actually got the agronomists at the back door, and we're about to go around and work out what we're planting. So completely transformative. In terms of soil moisture, how dry did it get over those months when it wasn't raining in Gifford, and what has this hundred millimeters done at your place since? Yeah, it was effectively empty. We've got a uh, moisture probe down to a hundred centimeters, and it was they were all below ten percent. Uh, to the full metre, so we were effectively completely out of moisture. Uh, yeah, and it's, yeah, it's just, as I say, it's just turned around completely. So we now, we're guaranteeing crop finish now. Now that crop's lost probably a third of its potential through the year, but um, it just means now what we've got, it's, it's guaranteed to get home now. So, yeah, it, it just sleep a bit easier now. And, and you, I don't want to lessen the impact of the flooding in, in areas sort of not far from you um, where we've heard just before of a, of a um, veggie crop losing sort of four to five million dollars worth of veggies, but into like in terms of monetary value, what does this rain mean to to your property in terms of going the other way? Yeah, to, to put a dollar, we probably lost our million leading in um, because of the dry, but this now secures it. It means now instead of been selling sheep and they got down to oh, just over thirty dollars the last load. Because we just had nowhere to go, no feed. Uh, that all stops now. Now we put the brakes on. We can go through with all the tucker we've got. Uh, and if we see some movements in livestock, that's where we gain our income now. So uh, yeah, it's 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 huge. Like it, I, I can't. I just don't know how to get it explained across how massive it is. We, we, it's it's turned it from a a loss making year into a profit making year in in two days. So it's fantastic. And what was the rain? What was it like for you then, listening to that rain fall? Because it was fairly consistent, wasn't it? It just it was the most gentle. If I could have ordered the perfect rain, that was it. It rained over sort of thirty six to forty eight hours. It was gentle the whole time. It's hardly run water. Um, we've filled sort of the house dam and some of the road dams, but 
Uh, all the grass countries just soaked it up. It, it was just fantastic. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And as far as your district is, that sort of Gifford district, um, which had had one of the most extreme, more recent droughts in this state, and as we spoke about in recent months, the memories of that were coming flooding back to, to, to you and your neighbours, given how dry winter got in your area of Gippsland. How important do you think it is for your district to get an event like this? Yeah, yeah, that can't be understated. It, it was the moves people were making uh, just because of the memories from the last one. Like, people were just destocking regardless. They, they just had enough. They weren't going to go through that again, the mental toll it took and that sort of thing, uh, whereas now all that stops. So, yeah, f- phenomenal. And, and it, this, this doesn't buy us a month. This now gets us right through you know we now get to stubbles then we can put stock on stubbles this gets us through till next autumn and you know the silage pit we've got buried that now gets us through the next autumn so instead of now worrying how we're going to get to christmas now we're only worrying about next spring so it's phenomenal and how important do you think it is for people to hear stories like this with with you trent and and the the story of the floods themselves that there are downs in agriculture but there are very big positive moments when rains like these come at the right time for people like you i think the really important thing warwick's just this time around we've had a saving rain um someone else somewhere will have been hit hard and it's to remember that and not make sure we don't promote the good stuff too much because it really hurts the people that have been smacked really hard but at the same time we don't want it all to be doom and gloom. So, yeah, absolutely, you know, post the good stuff too. What's the rest of your year look like now? <clears throat> uh, get the cedar going. We're going to sow as much summer crop as we can. Uh, we won't – the idea behind that is actually we're going to put some in to try – because we haven't been able to cut hay or silage, so we'll plant summer crop to try and refill some of those hay and silage supplies. Uh, and, yeah, just – well, actually, hopefully get an early crop off, given it's coming in early and, and might get a couple of weeks at the beach, worry. And, uh, yeah, refuel the batteries, ready to go again. Beach weather. <laughs> I like it. Trent Anderson, thank you very much for, for joining us on the program today and, uh, and good luck with the rest of the year. Thank you. Bye. Trent Anderson there at Gifford. Uh, 109 millimetres, was it, that he's had over the, the rainfall event. Uh, Spence has had 102 millimetres at Yarrawea. Uh, Kate at Valencia Creek has had 137 millimetres over the two days as well. Uh, Lost Veggies, uh, says one, in response to what we heard earlier from Hussey Farms, losing 4 to $5 million in veggies. Uh, the shortage will probably increase prices just in time for Christmas, says this text on uh, the Country Hour text line. And Barb actually says, Hi, Warwick. Benella Shepparton Road is closed. I had a look at the website, asked locals, but I still got caught out. Barb, I'll try and get more information on that for you. If I don't get it in time by the end of the Country Hour... Definitely make sure Prue or Trevor give a mention this afternoon as well. And uh, Ian in Wangaratta with a comment, thank goodness for these rains overall. It's set both agriculture and the environment up. People farming on flood plains must manage for these events and the risks, says Ian in Wangaratta on the text line. You can tell us what you think about that, 0467 842 if you want to send us a text. More of them shortly. To market time now, though, we'll start today in Bansdale. Brendan Fletcher's got those details for us. G'day, Brendan. 
G'day, Warwick. Numbers decreased from three weeks ago to 370. That's 40 fewer, with the usual buyers operating in a cheaper market compared to the previous sale, but in line with recent local sales. Quality was mixed with few trade cattle and a varied grown offering. Young cattle sold to soft competition, grown cattle eased 20 cents. Cows lost 10 to 20 on most sales, with processors loading cows for an estimated 281 to 362 cents a kilogram carcass weight. Heavy bulls eased 10 to 20. A handful of vealers sell from 180 to 268, grown steers and bullocks 210 to 246, heavy manufacturing steers 165 to 240. Most light and medium weight cows, 101 to 165. Heavyweights, 115 to 193. Heavy bulls, 180 to 229. This is Brendan Fletcher reporting for MLA. Thanks very much for that, Brendan. Let's go to Leanne Dax, who has the Wagga Sheep and Lamb Market reports for us this afternoon. Take it away, Leanne. Good afternoon. Agents yarded 34,000 lambs and 13,000 sheep. Quality was very good to fair, a combination of limited numbers at southern sales and wet weather ignited the market with prices jumping $15 to $30, odd sales more. Buyers chase weight with the heavier lambs enjoying the bigger price gains. New Seasons Trade, 20 to 24 kilo, 90 to 138, 24 to 26, 129 to 154. 26 to 30, 142 to 160, over 30 kilos, 161 to 169. Old trade lambs, $70 to 118. Heavy old lambs, 130 to 160, over 30 kilos, 145 to 197. Merino trades, 78 to 120. Heavy merinos, 138 to 150. Lambs back to the paddock, topped at 112. Hoggets perform like rock stars, with sales jumping up to $40. Prices range from $70 to $105, with a sheep yet to be sold. Leanne Dax, MLA. Pep in the step of the old market reporters in the shape job kicks. Uh, 0467842722 if you want to send us a text here on the Country Hour. John says today may be the first time for months the word El Nino has been spoken of on the Country Hour, around 100 millimetres in the Yarram district. It's unreal how a season can change in two days. John, I've been having so many texts about El Nino this year. Some fair, some unfair. I've read quite a lot of them, but I don't mind you sending you through a barb every now and then. Uh Ararat, no rain measured this morning. Nine millimetres total for October. Have been thinking about you, particularly southwest and western Victorian. It's over this last little period. You must be listening to all this flood and these huge rainfall figures. I don't know what you're doing. Maybe you're shaking your head. Maybe you're happy you're avoiding it. I'm not sure. Maybe you can tell me over the next couple of days or so. And we spoke earlier on the program about the blockages in rivers and how you can clear them out and what the rules are and so forth. Jeff has sent a text to say to work on a river for a farmer who's apparently those responsible at the moment, it requires a working on waterways permit that may or may not be granted. Government policy is the beneficiary pays. Don't care and no responsibility and no money. It's very frustrating and grossly unfair, says Jeff. I think we might have to have a program looking at the responsibility of maintaining waterways and the the work for the benefit of the environment, but also the work for the benefit of, of not flooding areas that would normally be, well, away from that flooded land. Maybe we should look at that in more detail. Maybe you can send me an email if you've got some thoughts. 